Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Thank you, Jesus. All to thee, my blessed Savior. Hallelujah, you're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord, you're worthy, Lord. As you're standing this morning, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord today. Look at your neighbor this morning and tell him, I'm glad to be in church. Amen. Look at your other neighbor and just smile. Come on, fake it till you make it this morning. Smile real big. I want your teeth dry. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 18. While you're standing, I just want to greet you in Jesus' name. Thank you all for being in the house of the Lord today. It's good to have the Hussey family with us this morning. Let's give them a good hand this morning. Our guests, we're so thankful for having them today. Lord, bless them. Verse number 18 of 2 Kings chapter 4, the Bible says, And when the child was grown... It fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers, and he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. As she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out, and she called unto her husband and said, Send me... I pray thee, one of the servants and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come back. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Look at your neighbor this morning and tell him it shall be well. Sometimes we have to proclaim some things by faith. Sometimes there's no evidence. There are occasions of life where the evidence we have is all to the contrary. Sometimes faith has to declare it, it shall be well. I want to minister to you with the help of the Lord this morning. It is well. It is well. Lift your hands with me one more time. Let's pray and ask God to touch us today. Mighty God, we are so thankful for you today. We're thankful for your loving kindness and your tender mercy and that your mercies are new every day. Bless us here by your word today. Let your anointing abide in this house and upon this message today. And we'll not fail to praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Lord bless you. You may be seated this morning. It is well. For you seasoned Bible readers this morning, you know today that this is a story that is very common to us. We have heard it, we've read it, we've rehearsed it, we've talked about it for years on end. But yet it's still a valuable story. It's still something that holds a definitive message for us. We see that this mother from Shunem, the Bible says, is called a great woman. Her name isn't even recorded. But yet the Bible declares that she is a great woman. 
perhaps because, I'm not sure, but maybe it's because she took care of Elisha. Maybe it's because she fed him and she had hospitality toward the man of God. Maybe it's because she, she said, what can I do for you? The man of God, Elisha, prophesied that she would have a son. And she does. The son grows, and he goes out into the fields to help his father, and he gets a headache. Could have been a sunstroke. Could have been an aneurysm. We really, we really don't know, medically speaking, what the issue was, but... The father instructed the servant to take the child to his mother and put her on her knee until noon. At that point, we read in the Bible that the child died. Now, a lot of occasions in where this situation may happen, we might believe that the story ends there. Oftentimes, we believe when something is dead, it's just dead. When a situation of life can look insurmountable and it looks like it's impossible for change and it's impossible for anything else to develop, we can sometimes just assume it's dead. It's ran its course, it's fulfilled its lifespan, it's over with. It's time to just move on. But the Bible tells us that this woman goes and puts this child on the bed of... Elisha. She was simply not willing to give up. There might just be a lesson learned for us there this morning, child of God, that when life deals us a situation, whether it be sickness, whether it be loss of loved one or loss of something in our life that is important to us, don't give up. I can't declare to you that it's the will of God that everything be restored and that everything be healed because we know as a matter of fact today, not every disease is healed. Not every situation turns around the way that we want it to. But what I will declare to you today is that if we will submit ourselves to the will of God and to the purpose of God and submit to what God wants for our life, Bishop, I will tell you today that if God never heals me again, I still believe he's a healer. And his not healing me tomorrow doesn't take away from what he did yesterday because he has a will. He has a purpose. He has a point in mind for my life. I'll go a step further this morning and declare to you that I don't come to church just to get God to heal me. I don't come to church just to get God to answer my prayer. This is not a I'll scratch your back, God, you scratch mine. I come to church because heaven is real. I come to church because I believe hell is real. I come to church because there was a Calvary that where my Savior died for my sin. And I come to church to worship and to magnify and to glorify the name of Jesus. Not because I want something in return, but I Owe him everything. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah? So we know we cannot look at this great woman's story as a simple pattern for everything that's going to happen in our life. 
We can't look at the end of the script and say, she prayed. She went to the man of God. And, and she, 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 she trusted him. It's amazing what you'll trust when you need. Well, we'll just let that marinate there for a little while. We might come back to that. She goes, she trusts, probably prays, she believes. She gets the ultimate outcome. We know this morning that we cannot assume that every outcome we have is going to be like hers. We, we would be in error to do so. However, there are still valuable lessons to be learned in this scripture text today. The child has died. The husband, the daddy, doesn't even know that the boy is dead yet. And she saddles a donkey and leaves and says, it shall be well. It shall be well. There are circumstances in our life today. I realize that this is a pretty shallow message today. This is about as deep as it's going to get, I promise you. There are circumstances in our life today where that we see and we have seen people come to church in spite of their situations. I mentioned this last week. I'll mention it again since I'm holding the microphone one more time. I will tell you that it is a mistake. This is not questionable today. I believe that this is a statement of fact with all of my spirit. It is a mistake for you to stay home from church when you're going through circumstances and sickness and problem after problem after problem. Well, preacher, I'm going through something. Why don't you go through it with God? Because with him, all things are possible. It is a mistake for the child of God to sit at home and not go to God's house and to not worship him and not believe on him just because of trouble. Now, I believe, this is Mason chapter 5, verse 33. I gave you verse 32 last week. But verse 33, I believe that's a non-negotiable. Because every time I sit at home, just because I'm going through something, I'm telling God he's not big enough. And if I really believe he's big enough, I'll be in his house. This isn't about me. This is about God. I'll be in his house when it's good. And I'll be in his house when it's bad. I'll worship him when it's good. And I'll still worship him when it's bad. I'll love him when it's good. And I'll love him when it's bad. Amen. I will thank him when it's good. And I'm going to continue to thank him when it's bad. I owe him the thanks for my paycheck. I owe him the thanks for my ability to stand on my own two feet. 
I owe him the thanks for the amount of money I put in an offering. I owe him the thanks for the 90% I get to keep. Come on, tithe payers, say amen. I owe him the thanks and the gratitude for the breath of life. I owe him the thanks today for every single thing he has done. Because you see, you got to understand something this morning. You didn't wake up because you told yourself to. You didn't wake up today because your alarm clock went off. You didn't wake up today because you hit snooze five times and then started a pot of coffee. You woke up today because God allowed your eyes to open and God still allowed breath to flow through your lung passages. You woke up today because God didn't say no. You woke up today and you owe God. I owe God thanks for every single living thing that is in my life. You don't earn your paycheck by your own power. So why not give God some thanks? Your healing. Your healing from a common code didn't just come from Mucinex and Sudafed. There's still a God factor. And I'm afraid in 2022 we're close to eliminating the God factor. And we need to keep the God factor in our life. If being saved, you know, let me tell you something. The only, only proof I need to know that there's a hell is Calvary. I, I don't need to feel flames. I don't need to have a dream about flames. I don't even need to feel the heat. The only proof I, I need to have, Brother Fred, is that God would robe himself in flesh and that he would dwell among men all for the point of sacrificing all. That had to be pretty bad. And that's the only proof we have today. That's the only proof we need today that hell is real and it is a place to avoid. And as much as we believe it is real, we believe that heaven is real and that there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Somebody say amen. amen. Elisha sees the mother from afar off and he sends his servant Gehazi to meet her. Gehazi means valley of vision. As he is approaching this mother about her dead son, Vision is about to have a conversation with faith in the middle of the valley. Oftentimes when we are in the middle of our valley, faith is the, is the hardest thing for us to hold on to. Faith is so hard. Faith can be so difficult because it is something that you can't see. It's just there. I can't see faith. Sometimes I can't feel faith, but it's there. She asked three questions. She was asked three questions. Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Watch it now. Is it well with the child? I want that to sink in. Is it well with you? We'll put it in modern day English. Is it, well, is it good with your husband? Is it good with your child? Is your child okay? Now think for just a moment how you would answer those questions. 
not a judgmental statement. Because if I think about how I would answer those questions initially, forget about the end of the story. Forget about the things that we're supposed to know. If somebody come to me, my son just died. And somebody comes up to me and says, hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm probably not talking positive front page news. I'm probably at that point, if I'm not already, in tears. Running down the face. It's a sullen answer to a question. I don't know how to tell you any other way but than to tell you my son just died. I'm not very good. Life's not very great right now. Right? It could be a little more colorful than that. But the essence of the matter is, it's just not good. Well, how's your husband? Well, that's, that's kind of the kicker. Uh, if I put myself in her shoes for just a moment, he, he don't even know his son's dead. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm standing before you weeping about that just a little bit because... I, I just took off and, and left to, to get to the man of God, and I, I kind of feel bad right now that I didn't stop long enough to tell him, tell the dad that his, his boys died. And so now we don't need to ask question number three because we've already answered it by answering question number one. He's dead. That's how he is. It's not good. Right? Can anybody relate to that? Maybe in your own words, but the spirit behind is the same. If you ask me how things are good when things aren't good, sometimes we'll tell the truth. Sometimes we put the mask and the facade on and we grin and we bear it and we say, it's okay. And we're lying through our teeth because it's not okay. We just smile and it's so fake, right? I've told you before, I have to practice to smile sometimes, but it, it just looks so fake. It even probably feels fake, right? You're just, you're just trying to get away from the question because you don't want to answer the question. You don't want to expose whatever it is that's not all right or it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right person because believe it or not, not everybody needs to know. That's, that's for another day. However, that's not the case with this woman. This great woman. Her situation, this is a lesson for all of us to learn today. Her situation, when she is asked, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? She says, and you can quote them verbatim this morning before I ever even get there, you that read it well. She said three words. It is well, now, I just don't believe this morning, and if you do, you have, we all have the right to be wrong at some point, but I just don't believe today that when she said, it is well, I don't think that she was putting on her fake mask and facade, I don't think she was just trying to grin her way through it, you know, she wasn't just, you know, everything's just great, thanks for asking, God bless you. And you know, we walk and we move. I don't think that's what she was doing to Gehazi. Bishop, I think that there was something in her spirit that she knew that the God of the man of God had something to help her. 
So I believe whenever she spoke the three words, it is well. She understood fully today it wasn't well naturally. But in her mind's eye, she can see deliverance. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come to church in the middle of trouble, we don't need to come focused on our trouble. We need to come with our mind's eye focused on the Spirit and focused on what God can do and how God can deliver. And understanding that if he chooses not to do it today, I'm still going to believe him tomorrow. Our response to our adversity oftentimes determines our victory. We've all been troubled and sick and diseased and in pain and confused and needy and God can give us the victory in the face of a dead promise if we will begin speaking life into our situations. This mother was speaking life into her circumstances. Rather than speaking death by what's not right, she was speaking life. Now I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't times you don't need to find some counsel and find some, some support and find some place to, to, to with discretion in the right moment tell somebody what you're going through. I'm, I'm not saying that this morning. I covered that last week and if you didn't hear it or you need to hear it again, it's on the podcast. But what I'm saying today is very simply this. There are times that we speak so much negative and we speak so much that life is that we forget what it shall be. Sometimes we speak about what so much is wrong today, we forget that God's able to change it tomorrow. God can give us victory. Sometimes in our spirit, in a, in a season of worship, this is one reason why worship is so important because I believe, I believe when you worship God and you're on the mountain and everything's great and everything's going well and you've got no complaints, I believe that whenever that is happening, you're worshiping God to establish consistency. But whenever life isn't good, you're worshiping God out of trust, out of faith, and seeking God's divine favor for your faithfulness that you established when it was good. So we need to stop speaking about our problems sometime and start talking to our problem and saying, I declare in the name of Jesus, it is well. I speak to sickness. I speak to disease. I speak to every turmoil and trouble and circumstance because my God is greater. How many is God's greater this morning? I said my God is greater and he is able to deliver. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Victory. It is well. It is well. well. You don't know how long I've been going through this. No? I don't. God does. There was a woman with an issue of blood. 12 years and counting. God's still just listening. She's visiting doctor after doctor after doctor. No cure. No recovery. No improvement. The Bible says, but rather grew worse. And all the time, if she was in 2022, she could possibly think after the third doctor's appointment, I don't know how many there were, but we'll just count off some. We'll use our imagination this morning. But third doctor appointment, Test after test after test. Medicine after medicine after medicine. She could think 
What's the use? I'm not getting any better. Time to sharpen the wheel. Time to, time to, time to sharpen things up. I, I need to close things up because it's just not getting any better. Sometimes we need to start talking to our problem instead of talking about our problem. Because I'm limited. I'm limited. I have, I have a limited capacity on what I can fix. God, in His infinite nature, and in His divine ability, can step in and speak to every situation. But we've got to allow God to be God. And we've got to allow God to answer our problem the way God wants to answer it. We can't dictate to God what the answer should look like. That's why sometimes we don't believe we got an answer from God is because we've already predetermined what the answer looks like. And when God doesn't answer that way, we think we haven't heard from Him. But if we'll submit to His will and His purpose and just say, it's well. Whatever God says, it is well. And believe by faith that God shall recover. We know the end of the story. The boy lives. The boy lives. It's a great end to the story. It's a great end. I made a reference to this last week. Unfortunately, not every story ends that way. What do we do then? We trust and we believe in God. Because again, I'll say it one more time today. I'm not here this morning because I want an answer to prayer. Now, let me, let me, let me clarify that. I do, I do have a prayer I'd like to have answered. But that's not my purpose for being here. I, I'm not here today because of any reason other than he's worthy. And I've got an opportunity to tell him. Well, preacher, you can tell him that at home. That's right can so when was the last time you did that it is well not because of any man it is well not because of this message it is well because of the word He causes the rain to fall on the just and 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 the unjust. So there are times that I have thought God, why? might have even been an occasion or two that I actually asked him. I won't confirm or deny. 
But in my heart, even if my lips didn't utter the words, in my heart, I'm saying, God, why? I go to church every Sunday. I go to church. Let's just rephrase that and keep the day of the week out of it. I go to church when the doors are open. My entire family, I'm speaking on behalf of me right now. My entire family is involved in serving you. Why? I preach. We teach. We sing. We lead. We worship. We pay our offerings. We pay our tithes. We believe. God, why? Why? Why does this happen to us? And so and so, four blocks down. Come on, don't look at me with that judgmental look. You know you've thought it if you haven't said it. I'm, I'm talking to church people right now. Four doors down, I know they don't serve God. And it's... I don't know if you feel what I'm feeling. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. It's this new car and this addition on their house. It's this vacation. And it's that vacation. It's this promotion and X percentage more salary versus last year. It seemed like they can't do anything wrong. But yet I hear the Spirit of God softly whisper, it is well. It is well. Because we've got to declare one thing for ourselves today in order to obtain peace with the idea. Because believe it or not, the rain does fall on the just and the unjust. What looks like, stay with me here, what looks like reward may only just be a reward in this life. But if I never get another promotion, and if I never get another vacation, and if I don't ever get another car, Bishop, there is one thing I do have. I've got hope today. I've got hope of a reward that far surpasses anything I can get in this life. I can't judge God's answer to my problem based on my neighbor four doors down. But what I can do today is believe that when the boy in the story lived, that God's still extending hope to me. God's still telling me that if I'll believe it's well today, if I'll put my faith in him, if I'll put my trust in him, my response to my adversity will take me on a pathway to victory. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord today. It was Christmas Eve, 1875. Ira Sankey was traveling on a Delaware River steamboat. And he was recognized by some of his passengers. His picture had been in the newspaper because he was the song leader for the famous evangelist D.L. Moody. 
They asked him to sing one of his own hymns. But he responded saying that he preferred to sing a different hymn called Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us. And as he sang, one of the stanzas began, We are thine, do thou befriend us, be the guardian of our way. When he finished, a young man stepped from the shadows and asked, Did you ever serve in the Union Army? Yes, Mr. Sankey answered, in the spring of 1860. Can you remember if you were doing picket duty on a bright moonlit night in 1862? Yes, Mr. Sankey answered, very much surprised. The man asking the question said, so did I, but I was serving in the Confederate Army. And when I saw you standing at your post, I thought to myself, that guy, he's not getting away alive. I raised my musket and I took aim at you. I was standing in the shadow completely concealed and while the full moon, full light of the moon was falling upon you, at that instant, as just a moment ago, you raised your eyes to heaven and began to sing. Let him sing his song to the end. I said to myself, I can shoot him afterwards. He's my victim. My bullet will not miss. But the song you sang was the same song you just sang moments ago. And I heard the words perfectly then. We are thine. Do thou befriend us. Be the guardian of our way. Those words this gentleman said stirred up many memories as I began to think of my childhood and my God-fearing mother. And she had many times sung that song to me. And when you finished your song, it was impossible for me to take aim at you again. I thought the Lord who is able to save that man from certain death must surely be great and mighty and my arm dropped limp at my side. I believe there are times in worship that when our enemy has taken aim at us, it's our worship that disarms our enemy. That that would seek to do harm to us is brought to nothing by our worship, by our song, by our faithfulness, to God in declaring it's well. Would you stand with me today? The Lord is able to save. The Lord is able to deliver. He is able to deliver. We've got, we've got a couple of elder, elder ladies in our church. One is having surgery this Wednesday. We've got another one having tests and procedures. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.